He'll make it all right. God is able. God is able. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. He'll supply. He'll supply. Whatever is broken. Whatever is broken. He can fix it. He can fix it. No need to worry. No need to worry. He's alive. Hello and good morning. Thank you for tuning in to another podcast of A Few Minutes with Pastor Mac. We hope God is blessing you thus far on this Sunday morning. And we hope God's power, favor, and strength be upon you for this new week that is upon us. If you can't make service, don't forget, uh, we have a Givelify app that you can give your donations and first fruits and uh, grace giving uh, through our app. And um, if you can't make it to service, so don't forget about that. We always want to make sure we give opportunity to uh, sow seeds into God's ministry. And if you can't make it again, our website as well. Uh, give the website and on our app, uh, Givelify. Shall we pray, O oh, gracious Father in heaven? Thank you again for allowing us to come and hear your word. We ask you to bless those on the sound of our voice. Give them a new motivation, Lord, new inspiration in their life. Thank you for last week and a new week upon us. We ask you to bless with your presence, your power, and your peace. We know you've done it, Lord. We know you do it again. Lord, we lift you up. We thank you for what you've done. We thank you for life, health, and strength. Those who are uh, not at full uh, power, Lord, or not at full capacity, we ask you to bless them right now. Give them strength. Give them power. and uh, Give them a wholeness uh, in their being, Lord, to Help them keep on keeping on. Bless us now in Jesus' name. Bless this week. People serving that I am, let me be a blessing, a vessel for you. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O my Savior, my Redeemer. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Glad to be with you once again. This few minutes with Pastor Mac podcast. And um, this week, as I told you on last week, uh, the book of Mark chapter 5. Uh, I ask you to read the entirety of that 1 through 20 um, uh, for the contextual scripture for today. Uh, this morning will be Mark 5, 15 through 20. Uh, 15 through 20, and I'll be reading the CSB translation, whatever translation you have. We do ask you to follow along while I read. They came to Jesus and saw the man who had been demon-possessed sitting there dressed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Those who had seen it described to them what had happened uh, to the demon-possessed man and told about the pigs. Then they began to beg him to leave their region. And as he was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged him earnestly that he might remain with him. Jesus did not let him, but told him, go home to your own people and report to them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So he went out and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And they were all amazed. The grass withers and the flower fades away, but the word of our God shall stand for yeah, I just want to tag this sermonic notes for a few minutes. 
I'm not what I used to be. I'm not what I used uh, to be. One of the greatest inventions of all time uh, is the soft serve ice cream. Well, uh, ice cream, well, ice cream could be hard and scooped out using a lot of effort with an ice cream scooper. Somebody figured out a way to make ice cream immediately available with minimal effort. There is a homemade way um, to get soft serve ice cream. Take the carton out of the freezer, put it on the kitchen counter and let it set out for a little while. Simply transfer the atmosphere of the ice cream, and after a bit of time, you will see change. Situating it in the right location, the new location will produce the transformation desired. The reason why some Christians are so cold, callous, confused, cheap, complaining, Careless, cruel, contemptible, childish in their Christian growth, clumsy with the gospel, compulsive with arrogance, and conflicted in relationships. All of this is because they are not hanging out in the right atmosphere. God will do the work of transformation if we are in an atmosphere where he is. He is willing to do the work of change in our hearts and minds if we allow him. This man in the cemetery, in the text, if you read the beginning and entirety of chapter 5, was in an atmosphere of death, depression, and disgusted living. He was possessed by demons and was constantly cutting himself and, and, and he was naked and he screamed out day and night. This man, this man was in a bad atmosphere. This man, this man uh, was in a bad environment. This man was uh, in a bad state of living. He was in a bad mindset and Nobody really wanted to deal with him. Can I say, drop this in for somebody. People will help you stay where you are, but they won't help you get to a whole nother level. You're good being in a bad atmosphere because I can deal with your position and your program, but you try and get out of your norms. Don't you try and do better. Don't be better. Be gooder. I know that English is not correct than you were. You're going to show me up. Some folk are concerned about being shown up and ex being exposed for the lack of growth, my lack of motivation to be better than I am. Don't you try and change your atmosphere. They didn't help this man. They tried to bind him. They tried to subdue him. They were only concerned about the livestock and how much money they were losing in the pigs. Jesus, Jesus comes to the cemetery, shows up on the scene after crossing the lake, and this man came to meet him. Really? In my studying, found out that the demons came to see if Jesus 
was going to bother them. And you see the exchange with the demons and Jesus in the early chapter, chapter five, when he asked, what's your name? And they said, Legion. Because these demons already know they were defeated. Age is causing mayhem and catastrophe and chaos. And that's what the enemy does with us. He's already defeated, but he wants to slow the program down. He wants to mess you up. He wants to mess you and I up while he's on his way down. And this man, this these demons and this man were legion. That means they were many and this man may have had multiple personalities because of this demon possession. And they wanted to see if Jesus was going to bother them. They knew about Jesus. They, they understood Jesus for all he had done and what he was capable of doing. Oh, my brothers and sisters, you come to a realization and know that the enemy knows what Jesus can do. I wonder sometimes I'm thinking and pondering or pontificating about why Christians act so weak minded, act like wusses, not recognizing the power of Christ that is available to us. The demons certainly knew and know who he is. They know he is the son of God. They know he is very much God and the fear in their voices. The fear in that description, the words tells a lot about what, who we dealing with in this man called Jesus. Here, this man demon possessed. Uh, these demons are talking to him, but I, if you look down at verse between 14 and 15, there's an exchange, but then it says they came to Jesus saw the man who had been demon-possessed sitting there, dressed and in his right mind. So first, let's look at the first point, changed by Jesus. This man was sitting there in his right mind and dressed, and he had been naked, cutting himself, screaming in the cemetery. Go and read the rest of that. It said they were afraid. It tickles sometimes that people are afraid more of what God can do than what the enemy. They they were more afraid of a free man than a possessed man. People are more afraid of what Jesus would do in their lives than what the enemy would do in the moment. They often push Jesus away. See, as human nature, is something that we don't understand. we liable to push it away. See, we understand a bunch of nonsense. We understand a bunch of chaotic nonsense and issues that don't really matter to a hill of beans. But when it comes to Jesus, we sometimes can explain some things. And we sometimes get into the mindset that we don't even want to really fool with it. Because if I can't wrap my my mind around it, I don't really want to partake of what's going on with that particular thing. So we push Jesus away. Uh, my brothers and sisters, uh, beloved, you cannot meet Jesus and remain the same. 
Jesus changes the atmosphere. He changes all those who come to him. This man is no longer naked. He is clothed. This is further proof of his change. What we need to notice here is that what Jesus does is in the heart of the man. Always, uh, here's what Jesus does in the heart of a man is always worked out on the outside. What, what he does on the inside will show up on the outside. <laughs> Sometimes Christians got it twisted. We, we look good on the outside. We look the part. But our insides are a whole nother thing. Not saved, heart still wicked, still coming up with crazy excuses not to go to church. We look the part, but we don't act the part from our heart. Where there has been turmoil and agitation, there is now perfect peace with this man. He has been chained spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally. He has gained his spiritual senses. Again, Jesus changed him from the inside out. Jesus dealt with his real problem. A bad heart is every lost man's real problem. His sin isn't his problem. His sin is a byproduct of a bad heart. Uh, Priest Pastor Mike, I'm doing the best I can. See, a lot of folk uh, don't have a good heart. A lot of folk don't have a changed heart. And the outward manifestation of sin are merely the fruit of the problem. A wicked heart is the root of the problem. And this man not only was freed from possession, but now he's able to see things in a new way because his heart is right. And secondly, committed, he's committed to Jesus. 17, 13, they began to beg Jesus to leave their region. And as Jesus was getting in the boat, because Jesus don't force himself, he, he's going to leave. He, he wanted, they wanted him to leave, so he was going to leave. That's the way Jesus operates. He ain't going to force him stuff around. Uh, particularly instance, the man, though, who had been demon-possessed, begged him earnestly that he may remain with you know, these people. So concerned about the pigs. They value material over spiritual. And sometimes our churches get too too valued over material instead of the spiritual. Yes, we 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 need to be working on soul save, ministry work. We yes, give your money, your grace giving and your offering so that we can have something in the church to use for the manifestation of the ministry in the lives of people. We should be counting nickel and noses and dimes. We should be counting all the people we can get saved for the kingdom. The problem is, problem is, a lot of folk are just satisfied where they where they are. <laughs> they don't want to get closer to Jesus. Man wanted to be with Jesus. My brothers and sisters, when you come to a place in your life where you are satisfied, you have problems. 
When you come to a place you cannot sit through a preaching service, you have a problem. When you refuse to give Jesus a little more because it will interfere with your life and your routine, you have a problem. Most folks just want enough Jesus to make them feel good and keep them out of hell. But Jesus isn't a good lucky charm. He is a life-changing, eternity-altering Savior. He wants more than a few hours a week. He wants everything you have and everything you are to be laid on the altar of surrender. And we better be careful how we treat the Lord. He might just give us what we want. They wanted Jesus gone. It's just like some of us in our lives. We don't say it, but our actions belie the point that we don't really want Jesus around. You see, you see, when we teach our children that other things in life are more important than worship and the things of God, don't be surprised when they walk away from the Lord later and get in all kinds of chaos and mayhem. That's because you didn't tell him to go. You just didn't come to show that he's the most important thing in your life. When we tell the Lord by actions that we are satisfied and we do not want any more, do not be surprised when he takes away what we already have. When I double-dog dare you that if we honor him, he will bless us. If we treat him like we can make it without him, he may just give us what we asked for. And the townspeople wanted Jesus to leave. Man, the man who's just been saved wants to be with Jesus. And that's, that's what salvation will do for you. It will ruin you. When you get saved and your heart is right, it will ruin you in a good way. If your heart is right with the Lord, you will love him and his house, his word and his people. Wherever Jesus is, that's where you will want to be too. He'll ruin you in a good way. You just can't get enough of him. All the time you want to be with Jesus. And then lastly, thirdly, he was commissioned for Jesus. If you read the rest, 19 through 20, Jesus did not let him go with him, but told him, go home to your own people and report to them how much the Lord has done for you. And how he has had mercy on you. So this man went out. Proclaim, let me preach. Into the capitalists. And how much Jesus had done for him. Because he was not what he used to be. He told them what he had done for him. Because he wasn't the same person again that they had seen earlier. And the Bible says that 
and they were all amazed. Can you picture in your mind how the scene must have played out? The people see them coming. They cringe in fear. Children hide behind their mothers. Doors are slammed. And people run in fear to hide from this crazy man, to hide from this mad man. But wait. There's something different today about this man. Yes, it's still him. He still bears the scars on his body. But the look in his eye is different. He isn't screaming, but he's preaching about a man called Jesus. He's calm and sane, and he's talking about a man called Jesus, and how much he changed his life. What a difference Jesus makes, and how many of you under the sound of my voice has been changed by Jesus, and you can testify that he's made all the difference in my life. Won't you tell somebody that if it had not been for the Lord on my side, I would be struggling. Tell somebody, if you want to see a miracle, just look at me. I could have been the man crazy. I could have be the man mad in the mind. I could have been that man who was acting a fool in the cemetery. But I thank God that he promised never to leave me, never to leave me alone. He touched me and made me new, and I'm not the same. I'm not what I used to be. I'm somebody else. So much difference since a man called Jesus laid his hands on me. Yes, made me brand new. He worked it out. He keeps on keeping on. He keeps on making ways. He keeps on delivering. He keeps on moving. Stirring my soul. What a difference he has made. And somebody ought to be able to testify. Somebody ought to be able to wave your hands. Somebody ought to be able to stump your feet and tell somebody. That's why I praise him because of all he's done. That's why I can't sit still because of all he's done. He's made a way. He's worked it out. And that should be some praise in your mouth. Sometimes, maybe not all the time, you ought to give him some praise. Sometimes you ought to go ahead and shout. Just shout it out. I thank God. Oh, he made, he made a way. Won't he do it? 
Won't he do it? Won't he do it? They put him on a cross on a Friday night, pierced him in his side. He died on that old rugged cross. He died till the sun refused to shine. He died till the moon dripped away in blood. He died till the soldier said, surely. Surely, surely, this must be the Son of God. They put him in a borrowed tomb, stayed there all night, Friday night, stayed there all day, Saturday, and Saturday night. But the reason why we can shout today, the reason why I know I'm not the same person, the reason why I'm not what I used to be, is that early, get saved. Now, to come into your life, simply say this prayer. Jesus, I need you in my life. I believe you died and rose again on the third day. I trust you to control my life and to enhance my future. If you said that prayer, uh, it's as simple as ABC. Accept, believe, and commit. If you did that, we would love to hear from you. You may contact us through our email, getpraiseon at houseofpraisepp.org or you may go simply to our website www.houseofpraisepp.org contact us and someone from our discipleship team I will get back with you with other information you need in order to begin this new life in Christ we love you to life we look forward to hearing from you thank you again for listening to our podcast we hope something was said be a blessing for you and be a blessing for you this week uh, we know that we are still in the hands of God and we will trust him to keep and deliver us bless you God bless you county line we love you to life and you can't do anything about it look forward to next week the Lord says the same we hope that you are praying and reading your word and staying true and standing on the promises of the Lord God bless you and we'll see you next week. Pastor Mac out. I need to hear your sound. Uh, I made it.